We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. Tristan with Nerdettes Newsstand, and you are looking at another part of my Ask the Experts with Liana K. Her YouTube channel will be in the link in the description, also with her Twitch and Patreon. Make sure to check her out. She has a lot of experience in gaming journalism, in cosplay, and so much more. And I think what she has to say is absolutely worth listening to. Let me know what you think if you make it to the end. And I will see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Speaking of video games, that was a great segue, by the way. Thank you. (laughs) One of your um, biggest, you know, claims to fame as of video gaming was your butting head with Anita Sarkeesian. You know, I had to ask. (laughs) myself, yeah. Cool Um, chick, okay with sexism. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Yeah. that's you. Totally. But you did... um, that kind of inspired Lady Bits and yeah. Boss Fight. How has everything gone since those initial, you know, butting heads with her with everything with, as it came back around, have you had any issues? Oh, of course. Of course. You know, you don't, you don't poke those bears. And I, I never intended to poke the bear. Right. I was naive and thought that she could have her opinions and I could have mine. And she was criticizing beloved franchises. So, you know, I, I, I think some of her commentary is just very over the top and for effect. And so stupidly, I thought she can take criticism from you know, sort of within the family, you know, yeah. where we use the same terminology, we've, we've done the same reading, we use the same sources, that's different than people who just want to burn her off the face of the earth. Boy, was I wrong. Um, <laughs> that's not the way they work. Um, and again, it's not necessarily her fault. She did not decide for herself that there was only going to be one you know, queen bee style. She says thumbs up or thumbs down off with her head kind of thing. She didn't decide that herself, right? Game companies and gaming websites and the whole zeitgeist in gaming made that decision. Um, That's not her fault. And I think that that was to everyone's detriment. It's the same, you know, how Alan Moore you know, his old man yells at clouds about the whole watchman phenomenon. Oh, how yeah. he, he thought that he'd do something original and different and somebody else would do something equally original and different. That was totally different than somebody, you know, there, there is an explosion of creativity, but all everybody did was copy watchmen. Yeah. Right. It is sort of the same thing. Gaming has been going through this period of, Everything started becoming, oh, we don't want to make tropes versus women. Um, And it got boring and stale and it didn't work. And women didn't actually start buying games because, you know, there were less boobs in it. 
you see who women are cosplaying, right? It's like right? Sexy Scorpion and Sub-Zero and it's like Tracer and Widowmaker from Overwatch, right? Like women, women are not afraid of boobs. We have them. What we want is a greater diversity of what is considered beautiful and desirable at any given time, right? And so it just isn't working. Nobody wants to admit it's not working um because then they would have to admit that and and they don't they don't want the negative press right it's not right. unfortunately there's a lot of forces in the industry right now that are playing not to lose instead of playing to win and we're starting to shake that off i i keep saying like you know the stuff i'm seeing and the stuff i'm hearing um the fact that game studios now don't just have to worry about losing developers to AAA competition. They have to worry about losing developers to indie, right? If developers have, you know, three, four really solid games under their belt, they're like, I don't need AAA money now. I'll just go make my, you know, my dream sanity project. And then I can go back, right? But I'm going to make something I believe in. And games do really have something for everyone. Um, if you like something like Life is Strange, go play that. Great. It's there. You know, Gone Home, stuff like that. If you're like me and you like, you know, Ghost of Tsushima, that's there for you too, right? It It isn't the, it, it isn't the choke pointing that um, comics is, but I think because so many people you know, they'll buy a Batman product no matter what media it's on. People don't just consume one thing and there's a lot of spillover. You know, oh, yeah. the whole the whole Gamergate thing just got so ridiculously out of control and stopped being about anything that people are still sort of afraid of, of again, being sort of labeled bad and cast out. Not... Not that it matters nearly as much. There's almost a phenomenon in video games right now where so many people have been canceled that now there's more people who have been canceled than haven't <laughs> been canceled. So it doesn't matter the same way anymore. Not long term. You know, we're, we're finally getting to an era where people are getting canceled and then uncanceled. I mean, James Gunn is a shining example of that. Yeah. Right. Um there's been a few high profile cases of cancellations in gaming that um, really do seem like they were rushes to judgment. And that's an important change. I just hope that we find a happy medium instead of the pendulum just swinging to the other side of stupid, you know, people are, people are very raw about, People are very raw about boobs. I discovered that this week. People just, I don't know. They lose, they still lose their minds over it. And I don't get it. But I I've just I've observed it. And I still think I always say it's not a gaming problem, it's a society problem. We're still in a society that does look for reasons to treat everybody like shit. Right. And I, I said with the whole Activision Blizzard thing that's been happening lately, you see a company 
where women are notoriously and horribly sexually harassed. Another thing I had to sit on for many, many years. Um, but, you know, you'll find a company that just pretty much abuses all of its employees in some way. It's a canary in, in, in a coal mine. It's something that there is social license to do something about. But for me, I really don't care if management is sexually harassing employees or they're crunching their employees. Abuse is abuse. You know what I mean? And oh, absolutely. Stop. Yeah, yeah. It, it should stop. Like, just cut all the crap, please. It, it isn't making better games. No, and they need to figure out that happy medium to be actually able to. And I wanted to add, you talked about, you know, life is strange and mm -hmm. if you like that or if you like this. And I think there's a weird faction on the internet, whereas I was somebody that came out and I was like, oh, my God, I just finished The Last of Us Part Two and I absolutely loved it. It was another of the whole He-Man issue, right? It was an yeah. absolute mess. So if you like that, too, that's OK, too. I think there is like you say how people, you know, buy Batman no matter what. I'm one of those people. Right. I, I If there's a Batman game, game coming out, I'm buying it. Right. But I am more particular when it comes to other games. And that was one I wanted to spend money on. Right. And it was like. <laughs> well, it, it got it into crazy. this. It got into this stupid like Last of Us 2 Ghost of Tsushima fan war because they came out within a month of it, each other. Yes. And if you like the one game, you tended to not like the other. I don't know why. I I, um, I don't get it either. I thought they were both great. I actually. It, Prefer. I, I didn't like The Last of Us 2 at all, but um, mostly because I, you know, I, I found that the Dina character, who is, you know, a at least bisexual Jewish woman, was just a stereotype. And I really had an issue with being forced to beat to death a black woman in the middle of the Black Lives Matter uprising. Now, that yeah, doesn't and mean... I get that. You know, and that's the thing where like, I didn't like it. You did. We're fine. We're not going to war. The whole phenomenon surrounding that game, I think, was really preventable. And one thing I really didn't like was Neil Drup Druckmann soapboxing and I think actually making the harassment of Laura Bailey worse. The fact that people harassed the voice actress because they didn't like how Abby looked is one of the most, or what she did, is one of the most insane, stupid things I have ever seen. She's just the voice actress. She had no say, you know, in, yep. in any of it. Um, why go after her? And that's when I, that's when I determine, um, I mean, I got called a traitor to my gender for not liking that <laughs> game. And it's like, oh my goodness. You know, well, excuse me for having a problem with Ellie not picking up a fucking dish. You know, that, that's a, that's a, that's a stage of life thing. Like I really didn't like the way Ellie and Dina boy girl when they were in the farmhouse and, and everything like that. But again, I am just very close to portrayals of same sex relationships. And I'm very sensitive to the stereotyping that tends to happen, especially with biphobia and bi erasure. And Dina just being a little manipulator did not strike me as empowering. I was like, 
oh my god she had a great ass you know i kept pointing out like every time they did a boost and dina was like bending over uh, i was like okay she's fine right there that's good but you know everything around that phenomenon was way overdone review bombings are stupid dogpiling people because they don't like a game that you like or worse dared to make a joke about something you feel very strongly about you're not on the side of angels when you start doing that right like my rule of thumb is if i can't make a joke about something i'm too close to it and i'm not in the right frame of mind to discuss it i have to find the funny you know um if i can't find a joke I know it's not time for me to talk about it in public. So um, the problem is you're not allowed to joke anymore, right? Yeah. Um, you're, you're not allowed to joke. You know, I had Jim Sterling fans come after me over The Last of Us 2. What? And it's like, oh, yeah, they got, because they loved it. You had to like it. And I'm like, no, I have, I have serious issues with this game. Like, Abby's body is not, it's not realistic, right? There's nothing more realistic about Abby's body than a tits McGee, you know, boobs out to here, butt out to here. And I say that that's how I'm built, but it's like, this is a lateral move. You cannot take a, a character that's the face of one woman and the body of another and the voice of a third and the fat layer on her face doesn't even match the rest of her body that's not realistic that's not achievable you know it's the same problem with another coat of paint um you weren't allowed to say that that was verboten i couldn't point out that the way they you know they have those things where she's like flexing her arms and all that stuff and if you look They've actually shaved down her bicep. To oh, I didn't notice those little a, things I, like that. I actually started doing like I because I got pretty sizable arms, right? Like I'm I I did a lot of stuff. I have muscle mass. And so I'm like, wait, an arm can't bend that way. Like, do you see the minute you come super far in, yeah. you start losing? They were filing off her arm. And I'm like, I'm sorry, that is no different than shaving two inches off a woman's waist to make her quote unquote more appealing. It was somebody's sexual fetish that they just went way overboard about. And that's when I started. Cause I, because I have always been self-conscious about having, you know, fuller arms, having more muscular arms. That was one of those ones where I should have been right in there. And I'm like, mm, this is, this is still, you also don't look that way in a diet of burritos. You just don't You have to eat low carb. And I'm like, can we please like, this is not realistic. And if we just say this is a different kind of fantasy, I'm totally good with that. Yep. But you weren't allowed to have that middle of the road view. You know, it had to be, this is better than Bayonetta or Lara Croft or anything like that. I'm like, no, it's no better. Burn the witch. Right. Yeah. And 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 the other thing I I was really pissed off about is if you go into the synagogue in The Last of Us 2, there are crosses in the windows. It's because the, the building model they used for it was a Methodist church that was turned into a uh, banquet hall. It was turned oh into a, 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 a function space. 
and they just didn't recognize and i i'm jewish so crosses in a synagogue is just patently offensive right and so i just kept i just kept posting posting there's still a cross in this synagogue there's still a cross in this synagogue i posted the screen grab of the cross to naughty dog it took them months and months and months to patch it and they never actually acknowledged the criticism they were too busy grandstanding about how great they were for women and i'm just like fuck this company i'm done and that's a very personal thing, but that's why I can kind of understand the strong opinions. You just have to have, there has to be a process of getting heard for legitimate complaints. Oh yeah. In instead of everything being like caving to the mob or being woke, like, no, some things are, that's just a mistake. You know, that that's just a mistake. Um, and there's nothing wrong with it. Patching something like that is super easy. It's not a mechanic. It's an art asset. Just, just blur it out, right? Put a flower there or something. But no, it, it became such a culture war that everybody just dug in and that type of dialogue didn't happen. Meanwhile, I felt, you know, Ghost of Tsushima got really short shrift. It was an all Asian cast and there were multiple women who were older some mm -hmm. of whom were LGBTQ plus and the game got no damn credit. It was, it was dismissed as kind of, I don't like just less artistic. And I'm like, why is, you know, why is the brutal murder of, of dogs, um, black women and a very likable Asian guy more artistic than running around with a samurai sword with a clearly beautiful art direction. Right. right? I, I just don't, I don't like game awards for this reason. This is, this is a big soapbox of mine that like, I don't know how you put Last of Us 2, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades and Doom Eternal in the same category and pick one as game of the year. They're just too different. They're, right? they're, they're all literally different. Yeah. Game categories, you just can't. Yeah, you're talking about a four million dollar indie game up against. I mean, what was the budget and later? Um, and uh, how how do you judge, right? How do you judge those two? Yeah, side by I, side, and and you didn't know, they create an extra award so Last of Us would win like the most awards ever. Like it was so silly at that point. At that point, it felt like they were trying to stick it to somebody, if that makes sense. Like, it felt like because of the criticism that they received, and I totally agree with a, a lot of criticism, especially around the fact that they were bringing down channels. Like, yes, like the, striking the people. Takedowns? Yeah. That's terrible. Like, that would put me in a sheer panic of all those hours I put behind. That is warranted criticism yeah but don't like give them more fuel especially when what you're doing is clearly we can see the writing on the table and, and you know what i think you're right there that if people had been more measured or like more adult in their reactions i think they would have taken more shit for those content strikes you know, somebody using four frames of Joel riding a horse that was part of a leak, that is not a spoiler. Yeah, exactly. It's not like that 
that was an abuse of the system and they deserve to take criticism on it. Neil Druckmann grandstanding on a game that's supposed to feature women. He deserves criticism for that. You know, um, some of the bait and switch in the trailers that they did. That is fair criticism, but it just got lost in this protect the women's um, narrative. And I was looking at it going, you know, the best thing, if you want Laura Bailey to stop getting harassed, stop, stop provoking people with charged commentary on how you're making some big strides for women's rights. No, they're not. You know, like The Last of Us 2, not like The Last of Us 2. It does absolutely nothing for women's rights. It doesn't, right? Yep. I, I cannot think of one thing that it does in terms of inclusion or, or anything involving women. It's a video game. If you enjoy it, great. If you don't, also great that is true of every other video game in existence i love certain games other people think are total crap and there are some games that i just absolutely cannot stand and other people find very enjoyable that is life yeah and when you know there is a media churn there is a when things shifted from like print and magazine and like subscriber based or newsstand based news to clicks, this sort of bait became a bigger problem, right? Because back in the day, you'd have a sensational or controversial headline that would get somebody to buy the magazine, but then people would tend to read the other articles in the magazine, right? That's not how the internet works. It is expensive to you know even if you spend two weeks setting up an interview and getting the questions and finally co coordinating with the person and then transcribing or it's an email thing or that takes time right yep. that takes a lot more time than some rage bait op-ed you can fire off in an afternoon that's going to get way more traffic again this is all money this is all dollars and cents hello scout um <laughs> this is all just the churn of very cynical business and it's not going to change the the biggest dent to that sort of stuff is sort of the youtube economy and this sort of thing and people doing their own alternative opinion stuff yeah. because people don't have to read kotaku and polygon anymore right ign is sort of a different beast to me but they they don't need to do that they can find a youtuber who they like and yell at them when they don't agree right i, I wish they they yell less but people have choice <laughs> and i think that that's really the only thing that has put even a dent in the rage bait in in games journalism i mean polygon is is sort of a burned out husk of a dead dream people don't remember that site was started by former i think it was GameSpot, uh, GameSpot um employees another website but they wanted to do long form fact-based writing like harper's bazaar for video games well that lasted about six months you know 
and yeah. and you can feel the bitterness of of that dream that didn't work. I still think that there's a place for longer form stuff. I maintain that Polygon at launch just did not have enough diversity of opinion. Kotaku's gotten better with who they've hired, but you can't tell who wrote an article on Polygon now. It could be, you know, it's an it's interchangeable six white dudes, right? Like who yeah. wrote this? Oh, it, it could have been any of them. It doesn't really matter. It's it's the same opinion. I think there is a place for I I kept trying to pitch side by sides. Like, you know, if we were writing at a website, you like The Last of Us 2, I didn't. You'd write the pro, I'd like the con, and you publish them side by side. It's yeah, that would New be York Times, you know, stuff like yeah. that is done. So everybody gets something, right? Everybody feels represented. You get twice the clicks. They'd never go for it. Because they didn't think twice the clicks. They thought, well, we have to pay twice as much. And it's like, yeah, but if people are on staff, that's not an issue. A salary is a salary. Take the extra traffic. But unfortunately, a lot of people who work in games journalism, they've never worked in any other kind of journalism, but games journalism, maybe comics and nerd movies. But they're not like me who, you know, work worked in music programming before I did video games and I've recently gone back into music programming. You know, I did news talk radio. I did a, a bunch of stuff. I did, you know, touring comedy. I've worked in other fields. I've seen things that work in different places. There's a real fear of new formats. And part of it is because as, as, as relatively underpaid as games writers are, People who have those salaried positions in the U.S. with medical and dental, they're sort of a comfortable misery. And, you know, occasionally Axios will Bloom or Bloomberg will start a gaming wing of their site. And so they'll hire away um, Steve Titello or uh, Jason Schreier and somebody will move up. But that took like a decade. Right, exactly. Like, there's nowhere for them to really go, so they get sort of comfortably numb. There's no challenge. They're not excited to go to work anymore. And so everything just sort of stagnates. And so there's a real soullessness behind the scenes that I just, as rough as YouTube gets, as nasty as people can get, I think about, just how hard it was to get anything interesting greenlit through that system and how long it took. You can't make any real money when, you know, they take a piece and then they hold it for three weeks, right? Because they're not going to take another piece. They haven't published your first one. Right, you can't exactly. make money that way. Nobody can earn a living no. that way. They're squashing up and coming talent. Because they don't need any more up-and-coming talent. They have their budget. They have their people. Nobody's going anywhere. That's the real problem. That's the problem we need to solve. And yelling about woke doesn't solve that, right? No, exactly. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of um, gaming journalism, <laughs> just I got to ask this just as a woman in the same sphere. You know, mm -hmm. whether it's comics or game journal, just nerdy stuff in, in general. Do you get the comments quite often 
about internalized misogyny. <laughs> misogyny! <laughs> I hate that reaction. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, Anita Sarkeesian called me a cool chick okay with sexism. Uh, oh I don't even remember why it was just I responded to a tweet of hers and she did the passive aggressive scratched out my name but screen cap the tweet oh, she took a lot of shit for that um, my Beelzebub character uh, is was inspired by Zoe Quinn calling me literally the devil uh, I've just pretty much you know I'm the Agatha Harkness of video games. It was me all along. I just, you know, it was always me. Right? Like, I think that's why I identify with that character. Um, more and more, I'm very protective of, of my, my villains that make sense. Right? Um, but uh, it is often leveled at women with no supporting evidence it is a silencing tactic it is real but if you look at the facts criticizing any character in a low-cut dress and insisting that modesty is better than you know the expression of physical power that's pretty much textbook definition of internalized patriarchal misogyny. And that's the stuff feminist frequency slings, yeah. right? Um, the idea that they collapse the, the different symbols of, say, a Princess Peach, damsel in distress. And Peach is a damsel in distress, for better or right. for worse. And Princess Zelda, who's the Japanese tradition of a noblewoman. They're not the same tradition. Noble women were expected to defend their, their, their lands, their fortress from invading armies. And that's what Princess Zelda does. She's always outsmarting or outthinking or holding off Ganon. They're not the same type of uh, character at all. And, you know, the criticisms that feminist frequency makes of so many video games reeks of internalized misogyny. But of course, the term is so poisoned now directed at people it doesn't it doesn't apply to that you can't you can't make that criticism and have it stick, right? Like so what? There's a sex worker in a game. So what? Isn't that a woman? Don't women do that in real life? Aren't oh. women strippers in real life, right? Some of the best fashion advice for saving your feet all day came from a stripper who is a booth babe at E3. Oh, you wow. Know, you can learn a lot of things from the strippers, right? <laughs> like, um, she was, I forget what game it was, but she was wearing like these fishnet stockings, these like six inch heels. And she was there all four days and she just looked fresh as a daisy on day four. And I went over her. I said, I gotta ask, you've been here every day dancing. How are your feet not dead? And she sort of looked around really conspiratorially bent down and said, I'm wearing compression stockings. Oh my and God. I, I never thought of that. Underneath the fishnets were the compression stockings. And you like, I couldn't unsee them that I'm like, fuck off. And she's like, <laughs> yeah, I said that works. She's like, it totally works. Every convention. Now I wear compression stockings. It freaking works, man. And oh see, my I gosh. 
if I hadn't respected her skill and just her straight up like tank level um, fortitude, like tank <laughs> level hit points in those shoes, I wouldn't have asked. I wouldn't have learned something that that is open minded. That is not internalizing the idea that women like that are somehow less than other types of women. When exactly. You, you know, when you're pitting one type of woman against another type of woman, that is textbook internalized misogyny. That is what feminist frequency does. So for anybody who's a follower of theirs to level that about anyone else, I just, I categorically reject the accusation. Extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. You're going to accuse someone of something, prove it. That yep. should be the basics. Of course, you and I know the internet works completely differently. Oh yeah. It's a, it's a, it's same thing with calling someone a Nazi or something like that. It's just a way yeah. to shut you up and hope that it sticks and you move along. And it, I don't, it, it's I don't true. like the overuse of Nazi. Oh, I don't you either. Know, there, there are survivors in my husband's family. It is not, it is not an accusation that should be thrown around lightly, especially since let's face it. These are Americans calling other Americans yes. this all the time. America has its own white supremacist tradition. It's not the Nazis. It's the KKK. Yep. Right. I know. Like to me, the whole Nazi thing is almost like America is trying to go. We didn't start this. Right. Bullshit. The Nazis got their ideas from American yep. racism. Like that's, you know, call it what it is. Stop this. Stop this stupid word of the day. Yeah. If you made it this far in the video, thank you so much. And a huge thank you to Liana K. Now make sure you are subscribed with notifications on. There will be a part two and three and four coming up and you don't want to miss it. I will see you in the next Ask the Experts. Bye-bye.